For many of us physicians, it's really hard to find good quality time with God, especially when we look at the spectrum of our crazy schedules. And that's what I want to address in this episode. So stay tuned, but we'll be right back. Welcome to the Heal the Healers podcast, where we explore the intersection of faith and medicine, discover your God-given potential, and experience Christ's healing in the midst of medical burnout. I'm your host, Inga Hoffman, a pediatric hemonc doc, physician coach, and follower of Jesus. Together, we will navigate the challenges of medicine, integrate faith into our personal and professional lives, experience spiritual renewal, and find restoration in Christ. Welcome to the Heal the Healers, where Christ heals one physician and one patient at a time. Well, welcome back to another episode of Heal the Healers. And I'm excited to share with you today a little bit about how we can find time with God amidst our busy schedule. See, for many of us in medicine, it's been hard over the years to make that consistent time to spend quiet time with God. We all know it is important, but are we actually doing it? And when I look back at my medical career, I trained and went to medical school in the early 90s. And all, all those years, I have to tell you that there was a spectrum of times and seasons of times where that has changed, where there were times where I was very committed to my daily quiet time and other times doing parts of my training that were intense and stressful or where I honestly just fell off track. I can remember times when daily quiet time, meaning reading God's word and praying, was not something I did on a regular basis. I tried to survive on a word here and there and the Sunday sermon, so to speak. But I always knew I had to come back and that I was really struggling more when I didn't spend enough time with God. But then there were times where I was all in, where I made it a daily habit. And now Thank God, I'm happy to say that I do that consistently for I don't know how many years. But it wasn't always easy and it wasn't always consistent. And I want to just share some experiences that I had and also what helped me really build a habit. In today's episode, I just want to focus on spending time in God's word. And then in another episode next week, we're going to talk about spending time in prayer. Now, looking back, as I mentioned, there were times in medical school, in residency, where reading God's word in the morning, especially before work, was really difficult because I am not a morning person and getting up early in the morning was already hard enough for rounds and pre-rounds, yet alone cutting out another half an hour for quiet time. There were times when I tried to do this in the evening. But I'm guessing you have all been there where it's also hard to do that when you're really tired. I do still feel I'm a strong believer in giving God the first hour and giving him the first portion of your day because that sets the tone for the day. When I'm grounded in faith and in God and his word and his direction, I can conquer the day much better. And that is really a habit I developed over time. And it wasn't like what it is now, where I spend easily an hour, sometimes more, in study and in prayer, just in my quiet time. And there might be other times during the day, these days, where I spend a lot of time in the Word or studying the Word or prayer in between. It wasn't always like this. In fact, I was happy during times when I was living on a devotional a day. And that is a start. That is better than nothing. 
So I want to share some tips with you, some just very practical things. What has helped me to establish a habit of quiet time, even when I had a busy schedule, it might not be always the full length, but at least it is a consistent time that I give to the Lord. But before we go there, I think it's really important to remind ourselves why we're actually doing this in the first place. Because every habit that we are forming, if there was a good reason behind it, if we have a good conviction in this case, I think it is much more powerful and it will be much easier to implement that habit than when we just say, well, we are supposed to do it. Good Christians read the word and spend time in prayer. And I think it is really important to kind of start there. And in fact, in part, I think while I have been struggling in the past and while you might have been struggling, that you know it is important, but you haven't experienced the transformative power to a greater degree, what happens when you spend time in the Word and in prayer, and that's why it feels like a chore. But God is really here to transform our lives, and it starts with knowing His Word, because that is one way, not the only way, but a major way how He communicates with us and how we can understand His character his will for our life, and even speak into specific situations. Let me share a few scriptures with you why the Word of God and spending daily time in it is actually important. So I will pick up some scriptures and we will read them together. I know you know it is important, but let's figure out why. And the first scripture I want to go to is Matthew 4. So I'm just, I printed them out here so I have them easily and you don't have to wait for me flipping pages in my Bible. But I am a big believer just as a side note. I cannot do the app. Yes, I do that in a pinch and I have done it for times, but I'm so much more centered when I look at my physical Bible. So let's go to Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. And it tells us that Jesus set an example and commanded us that reading God's word is our daily bread. So when Jesus was tempted by Satan, he answered, Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And that tells us very clearly, God commands it. It is a daily thing we should be doing just as we need to eat every day for the most part, unless you're fasting, we can talk about that another time, then we should be feeding on God's word. That is instrumental. And if Jesus needed to do it, and if he got the devil off his back by quoting this verse, guess what? It must be important to us. So if Jesus sets an example here, we should follow that example. Now, another scripture I want to give you comes from Hebrews 4.12, and it shows us that the word judges us and points out our deepest thoughts and attitudes. And actually, we talked about this verse quite a bit last time on the last episode where I talked about the word of God is just like a sharp scalpel, not a double-edged sword. I took the analogy that we really need to sharpen our scalpels. And what does the word of God say in Hebrews 4.12? For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, it judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. And I gave a very good example how I was convicted, yet from a little thing just on the last episode. So go back and listen to that. 
what what else does the Bible say about why we should read God's word? Well, Timothy tells us teaching and rebuking instruction comes from God's word. So let me read that to you. Second Timothy 3, 16 to 17 says, all scripture is God breathed. So really important. It is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training, and in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. The word of God thoroughly equips us in everything we are doing. Key parts here, it is God-inspired. It is not some self-help book that you can pull off the shelf. As you know, I have done personal development for years. I teach and train and coach, and I believe in that aspect to a certain degree. But the whole reason why I started this podcast is that I know that there's only so much worldly help I can offer. And actually, the real source comes from the Word of God. So God's Word is divinely inspired. It isn't just some word. It is God's word. It isn't man's words. It is his. So we got to listen to it because he has divine instruction. And it tells us very clearly in this verse, it's important for teaching, meaning getting you an education, what God actually says about you, about this word, about this brokenness, about his character, really important, rebuking, correction, and training in righteousness. Training and righteousness is a whole topic we could talk about, but all these things are important, which means, for example, training and righteousness goes back to the lesson I taught last time and said, look, sometimes we need God's word to convict us of something, to be sharp and to be sharpened so that we become sharper in the spirit and walk in his righteousness. Now we have a saved by faith and by grace, but we continue to walk out in righteousness and in holiness as we follow Jesus and let him refine our life more so we can reflect him more to the world. All right, and then give you another one, Psalm 119, verse 105. The word of God in this verse shows us that the word of God directs us. And you know this verse well, it is, your word is a lamp, for my feet, a light on my path. It is giving direction. You can probably think about a story in your life, a testimony, when God gave you direction through his word. That's a beautiful thing when that happens. And the more we read it, guess what? The more direction we will get, whether it's for a current situation or just a bigger picture. And then last one I want to leave you, there's obviously gazillions, many, many I can share with you. But James 1, 23 to 25, that word really instructs us to listen and to obey the word of God. So this one reads, anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. See, the word of God is not just about piling up a bunch of knowledge. Just like we are not piling up just knowledge and medicine to just look smart, we are trying to apply it to help patients. In the same way, we're applying the word of God to help us, refine us. We have to do what the word says. And that is a process, of course, for all of us. And I'm not perfect either, but I hope that we all can work together and be accountable to each other to encourage each other to actually do this. Obey the word of God and follow it.
So these are just some scriptures that hopefully give you some background why it is important and what the Word of God can actually do for us. Now, how do we actually do that? I want to leave with some very practical tips because it can be a challenge. And each and every one of you listening might be on a different spectrum in this situation. By the way, before I go there, do me a favor. If this is already helping you or if you enjoyed any of these, please hit the subscribe button and also hit like, share it with other people. Why is that important? Because it actually helps spread the news so that more people can be equipped in the Word of God in living as a Christian physician because I know a lot of people are lonely out there and I want to help with that. So please share, subscribe, hit the like button, put comments below so that we can help more people together. Thank you so much for doing that. So how do we do that? How do we get in a habit and a practice of studying God's word daily? Number one is simple. Depending where you are in your journey, in fact, is maybe you're reading the word of God already on a daily basis. You're studying, you're like, Inga, cut this down. Praise God for that. And keep it up. And that is so wonderful. And I'm, I'm so, that is such a blessing to hear or to know. But there's others of you that are really struggling, that maybe you used to be very consistent, but now not on a more, or you never really got in the habit and you're kind of living on the Sunday sermon uh, when, whenever you can get there. And that means your spiritual life is kind of a barren land and you don't experience all that God has for you. But the more we dive into the word, the more we draw closer to him, the more he draws closer to us. I cannot tell you how much I have experienced that in my life, especially over the last couple of years. It has been transformative, and I know this is just a glimpse of the beginning. Number one, get started. If you are not having a daily Bible reading time, just get started. Don't overthink it. Don't, don't get too self-critical. You said, well, I feel really guilty. And sometimes then we put it off even further. No, just get started right now, right here where you're at. And just commit to the Lord to do your best and to ask him in prayer to help you to be persistent and consistent and perseverant, even when it becomes difficult. So that's simple, but are we doing it? So that's the first one. And then I always tell people, anything in life, especially when we're forming a habit, reading your Bible is a habit. It's not like it magically comes to us or divinely comes to us. No, we have to film. There is a physical act. We have to have that discipline. Discipline is a big thing in the Bible, right? That diligence. So start somewhere and form a habit, which means you start somewhere small if you haven't been in that habit and then build that habit over time. What does that look like? For me, a few years back, a number of years back, there was a time when I wanted to get back into the habit of reading God's word. And one way that got me started and that got me encouraged is using the Bible app, which used to be called version or Bible app. I'm sure you have seen it on your phone. You can easily find it in the app stores. And I downloaded it and it's wonderful. Number one, it has a verse a day and now it has a devotional with that. So you could just start there. Now, is that what I recommend is good enough? Absolutely not. <laughs> but it is a starting point to form a habit. So even if you do that just for a week to get in a habit to just say, I'm taking five minutes or 
then there were what I really liked was there was a number of different devotionals based on topics. So I can pick a topic or a scripture like a book of the Bible and say, I'm really interested or I'm really struggling with this piece and pick a devotional and just get started. And I found it so easy because it gave me a little bit readable, digestible thing in the morning and then a few verses that I felt I could go through. And it also feels very rewarding to our medical box checker mentality to just go ahead and say, ding, I did that. And you can track how you're doing and you actually can track a daily streak. And that is wonderful. That's how we build habits. And so that is a, a simple thing to start with in the very beginning. And then you can build on that. So start somewhere. Now, if you are already in the devotional stage and you want to up-level it, obviously build it up to actually doing real scripture reading, whether you do it book by book, cover to cover chronologically, there's a lot of different options we can talk about. Number three, and this is important, I alluded to this in the beginning, again, realize where you are in your journey. I gave you a couple of different examples, but everybody is in a different piece of this journey. And I just want you to know that, you know, pick up the journey where you are right now and up level it from there. Number four, build stamina. So increase time, just like your children, if you have any, when they start reading, we don't give them a whole novel or a chapter book, we give them short nuggets. And then they build reading stamina over time, the same way you can build reading stamina of, the, of God's word over time. Just increase it over time. As I mentioned, go from the devotional to more in-depth scripture reading, and then maybe real study with other sources. I mentioned Bible reading plans already, so um, the good ones I found, uh, meaning use tools. So that's number five, use reading tools. I alluded to them a little bit, but you can use either the Bible app. It's really helpful. Again, devotionals. It also has a lot of Bible reading plans to help you chronologically read the Bible through a year. One thing I really enjoyed this year that I started, it's called the Bible Recap. That's a great way to study the Bible chronologically. Also love the Bible Project. You can find those, just Google those. They are incredible resources. I will put them also in the comments. Again, I, I have no vested interest other than I'm sharing what helped me to get started and build stamina over time. Number six, add ancillary materials. So over time, you might want to add additional materials to the study of the word, meaning videos or podcasts that assist you in the immersion of God's word. Now, you might not want to do that during the quiet time. You might want to add those things in later to refine what you're reading. And then number seven, make time for prayer. Now, prayer time is coupled usually with reading God's word because we read, we reflect, we talk to God. We bring our requests to the Lord and he talks to us. And that is something actually I want to talk about in the next episode because talking about prayer is a whole different chapter. But let's summarize. To get started in reading God's word consistently or build your habit uh, or build it up. Number one, get started. Start small, number two, and build it up. Number three, recognize where you are currently in your journey and where you want to be and just build up slowly from there. Number four, build stamina. Number five, use Bible reading plans. Um, number six, add ancillary tools like podcast books, etc. Um, commentaries, 
And for example, I'm doing Bible college right now. I'm reading a lot of books and studying literally line by line. And I love it. It's amazing. And number seven, make time for prayer in addition to God's word. We're going to talk about prayer next time. I really hope this served and blessed you. Again, don't forget to share and subscribe. It really helps a lot. You have a wonderful and blessed day. And I talk to you on the next episode. My prayer is that you were encouraged, strengthened, and perhaps even convicted with this episode today. If this podcast has blessed you, would you help share it with your friends and colleagues and even share it on social media? Also, leave us a review on the podcast platform where you are listening to this content. It would help us a lot. Together, we can share the good news of Jesus and transform medicine, one physician and one patient at a time. Have a great day. God bless.